Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you are listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Cheers. Here's to, here's to good coffee on cold mornings. <laughs> Love you. That was delicious. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Hope you're doing well. It's going to be a great episode. We are, I don't know what episode we're on, but we're, we're in it. This is probably, I don't know. Episode 500. <laughs> oh, man, that seems it's a long ways away. Yeah, thank you for all the listens that we've been getting and subscriptions. No, subscribing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I don't, it doesn't tell you how many people subscribe, but, hey, but if you're if listening, you maybe subscribe. And then you don't have to go searching for these podcasts. They just pop up in your, your browser. Is that what we call it? <laughs> right up in your browser. There's a podcast just popping up. Um, Hey, we've been having we've been having a lot of fun, babe. Uh, we had a great date night last night. It was so, awesome. Yeah, we've we've kind of been hitting our good. We have actually. I keep track of things because I'm compulsive like that. But we've you had, actually just started keeping track of our date nights. Yeah, a little while back, but because um, you keep track of a lot of things. Okay, like how many times how many we, times we kiss? How many, how many times, times we've we had kiss? sex? How many times? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the opposite when you say it. How many times we gone on date nights? Yeah. And we've gone on seven dates. And do you want to tell listeners why you do that? Because it's it, it's it's so random that you do that. It's well, in your notes on your phone. I can always tell when you're tracking. At first, I think it's part of my compulsive personality. Secondly, it kind of helps. It's like an accountability thing. Like you know, if if we haven't gone on a date in two weeks, like I'll notice that. And I'm like, wow, I've only been we've only been on one date because you track it. You notice yeah, it. So yeah. So kind of out of sight, out of mind. You forget. You know. I think that's how sometimes couples, whether it's kissing. Making love, we don't have a problem making love. Hello, hello. <laughs> but whatever it is, like you know, just keeping track, so you can kind of like it's like um, I don't know. It's kind of it kind of keeps me honest with it all. Um, but we've been on seven dates this year since 2019. They've been great. and when you say whatever you focus on, it gets your attention. So I think that's kind of what helps us. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. Um, what's your favorite date? Just randomly uh, since, since 2019. The new year. Oh. oh. My favorite date was the other night when we took a bath together. That, I was going to say the same thing. We had a <laughs> bathtub date. We had a bathtub We did. Date. Lit some candles, poured a little drink, okay. um, a little red wine for those who are now offended. Oh, um, are you offended by that? It was really romantic. Jesus drank red wine. But the wine. funniest part was is that we, were, we weren't thinking because we said it out loud and our daughter, who's 14, was sitting in the living room. Huh. She's like, oh my God, covering her ears. She was mortified. I didn't want to know this. She was mortified. You take baths together? I'm like, it was like dawning on her that true. married couples do that. That was a great. That was a great date. We called <laughs> it a I, date. Then I add, I think we do showers too. She's like, too much information. Yeah, that is actually, um, that's actually bad parenting. We called it yeah, a date I mean, because we were going to go out, but we were both we were super tired. tired. It had been a long week, and we're like, you know what? Forget it. What if we just like let's do just in home kind of stay home candles and you know and it was just, fabulous. Be naked in a bathtub. <laughs> Just a visual there for you. Favorite date ever. A favorite date since the beginning of the yeah, new year. Yeah. So, hey, um, getting into kind of what we want to talk about for this podcast episode. Um, Jen and I were having a conversation the other day, and we thought, like, let's let's turn on the mics and really have this conversation about being honest with yourself. We've been parents for for twenty something years. We've led in various. Various ways. You're mad at me because I almost said we're pastors. My wife told me, stop telling people we're pastors for 20 years. I'm like, um, I'm sorry. Like, like, do you have to say it every time? No, but it kind of brings credence to what I'm about to say. No, just, so just say it. Why am I being reprimanded like for being you. a pastor? Um, oh. We probably deal with people that aren't honest with themselves, and we see this. I mean, All I'm sure time. we can see it ourselves, but like people that, like, I've always kind of said this, like, if you can't be honest with yourself, 
then who, who can, can you, you be, be honest, honest with? with? And I think I had a, um, a friend of my life the other day, we were talking about a certain situation. He said, I think this person has told this truth, this untruth for so long that they don't actually think they're lying anymore. They actually believe the right. lie that they're telling. Like they've bought into it. Like they've convinced themselves mm-hmm. it's true, which I thought that's very real. And so I was kind of like, for you and I, we're very blunt kind of to the point. It's like, hey, stop the BS. And if you don't Serious. know, BS stands for something. Bull ish. <laughs> that's how we say it Bull-ish. without getting the E on this podcast explicitly. Mom, right? we didn't curse. Calm down in yeah, the car. Relax, dad and yeah. mom. Stop the bullish. Thank you. <laughs> um, if you can't be honest with yourself, who can you be, be honest, honest with? with. Um, have you ever been in a conversation, babe, where I know you have, but I'm asking this for the listeners. It's rhetorical. Have you ever been in a conversation where you're, you're talking to someone and you know the truth and they don't know that you know the truth about something and, totally. and you're like giving them an opportunity to kind of like just come out with the truth. Like with all three of our kids. Do the right thing. Yeah. If you're yeah. a parent, you totally relate with this. Do the right thing. Have you ever been in that conversation? It's hilarious to me. And it's, um, I once was having that kind of conversation with someone in, in our world and I literally asked him at one point, I was like, have you ever been in that conversation? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, what side of the conversation do you think you're on right now? Ooh, <laughs> got like, him. Yeah. Um, I will never forget, we were college pastors. Oh, I'm a pastor again. <laughs> there he goes. Oh, man. We were college pastors years ago and there was this couple, um, we'll call them Adam and Eve to protect the innocent. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, Adam and Eve. And Adam, you know, had not been in church, but he had recently come to church and Eve had been a part of the church for a long time and we knew Eve really well. And um, so they started dating and I remember pulling Adam aside, some college kid. And I'm like, listen, man, you seem like a good guy. Let me just make it really clear to you. I'm not like your typical youth pastor. You know what I'm saying? So like you're dating Eve, but I'm, you're going to be respectful. You're going to treat her the way a man, a good man Thank you. treats a woman, yes. you know, and he's like, he got my drift. He's like, gotcha. I was like, listen, you'll disappear. Okay, <laughs> they won't Serious. find your remains. <laughs> so he's like, "No, man, Pastor B, like, I'm, yeah, I want to do this right." You know, I'm like, "Awesome." So I don't know. Fast forward a couple months, whatever, and I'd see him from time to time. You'd see him from time. To time. Hey, yo, Adam, how you doing, man? How's everything going? He's like, "Great, great, man." I'm like, "You keep it, keep it pure, man. You, you being respectful, absolutely. You know, I am." So you know, we kind of just go with that. And I'll never forget one night. This is back when we had answer machines. We get a phone call two a.m. Answer machines. Yeah, I don't pick up phone calls at two a.m. So I let it go to the voicemail. And the next morning, we wake up and listen to it, and it was just this weird, weird like noise sounds. And I could see because the callback caller ID that it came from Adam's phone, and he had called me like two a.m. in the morning, and it was just this loud kind of like ruffling noises and shifting and you could hear voices and there was clearly a male voice and a female voice oh gosh and the longer we listened like it became eerily evident like we're catching them in the in the act like and it was and it went on forever oh my goodness. did i feel dirty listening at one point we were like turn it off <laughs> like turn it off <laughs> so uncomfortable we'll come to find out Adam and Eve were at a party late that night and they decided, okay, we're and you know, we're gonna do so they're in Adam's car in the back seat and somehow, like get this. I mean, what if you don't believe in God that back seat. If you don't believe in God after this story, then you you're crazy. I mean, God is the original godfather. Talk about a mafia move. Adam's phone falls to the to the floorboard of the car and it just randomly speed dials Pastor Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and records everything the whole thing to my voicemail like everything so i will never forget that, that morning going into work adam was working part-time 
where we were at, and I see him. I'm like, "Yo, Adam, how you doing, man?" He's like, "Oh, hey, Pastor B, good." I'm like, oh, "I'm like cringing." I go, right "You have now. a good night last night?" He's like, "Yeah, you, yeah, I did." I'm like, "I bet you did." <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, "Um, I'm like, hey, man, how's how's things with Eve? You guys, you you doing well?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, man, Pastor B, we're just like, you know, we're living pure." We're keeping things on the straight and narrow. And I'm like, oh, you are? He's like, yeah, man, we're taking it real slow. I'm like, I bet you are taking it slow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't know if we said that, but it felt right. Wow. Anyways, at one point, so he has no idea that I know the truth, but oh. he's, he's just, he's going with this. So I finally, I say, hey, okay, before I go, man, what did you want? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, when you called me last night, what'd you want? And I could see like the puzzled look on his face and I'm He's like, I didn't call you. I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, you called me. It was like at 2 a.m. last night. And right then in this moment, like I could see his, like oh, all the blood runs out of his face. He gets white. so white because he starts thinking, what was I doing at 2 a.m.? He knows what he was doing at 2 a.m. Hello. I'm like, yeah, man, you, you, left a, you left a message on my answering machine at 2 a.m. I was like, it was weird, man. I, you didn't say anything, but it said a lot, you know. And I mean, dude just kind of loses his mind and. You know, finally comes, he's caught, so he kind of tells it. And it kind of works out. And we, you know, we work through him. And everyone makes mistakes. I'm not going to make a big totally. deal about that. But it was just so interesting to me. Like, he could not be honest. There's no way he was going to tell me the truth. Um, and I wonder if he was even going to be honest with himself. I wonder if he had been telling himself those three, four months. This certainly wasn't the first time we found out that they had, you know, kind of like, done that kind of thing, you know, had sex, you know, and but they were telling everyone else that they weren't. And at one point, I'm wondering, like, do you, do you believe it? Have you have you actually bought in to your own lie? Like like you you're doing well. If you can't be honest with yourself, who can you be honest with? Seriously. Like I get it. Like I you know, kids, maybe they can fool their parents. Maybe they can pull one over on the teacher. Maybe they can pull one over on their youth pastor. But like honestly, man, you can't pull one over on God. And it, it's kind of clinical if you pull one over on yourself. Like you lie to yourself and then believe your own lie. And I'm making a big deal about it, but I think a lot of times we do that. It's difficult for us in times and seasons or in certain areas to be honest with ourselves. Um, We need to be honest. Interesting fact, in World War II, Winston Churchill, during the war, he he started a a department and it was like a fact-finding department, special department in the government during the war. And no one in that department reported to him, meaning he had none of them were his direct reports. So he actually had, he relieved himself of the power as prime minister to fire any of them. And the sole purpose of this department was to give him the brutal, honest truth, the facts, not spin it. Because he realized like generals that would work for him. He needed somebody to give him the honest truth. Yeah, because people will be like, you know, like how we doing on the front lines? Well, you know what? We're doing better than we had hoped for. Yeah. You know, we've had a few casualties, but everyone kind of like in the name of optimism, in the name of being positive, in the name of thinking forward, like we can kind of take the truth and just spin it. Or at the very least, we can we can even go as far as just to lie to ourselves and not be honest. Like, no, we're doing better. We're doing good. Maybe, maybe they don't want to lose their job. Yeah, negative, negative feedback or truth about a situation could look on like for them a bad thing. They're not doing their job well. So they wanted to continue to somewhat spin the truth. And there's a need for just brutal honesty. It doesn't have to be mean, but like, what are the facts? And I think there's a space in between in life where we have um, a space between being negative and being honest. And so some people are just negative, naggy, um, constantly finding fault. And then some people are being honest. 
And it's like, sometimes it's one or honesty the other. is negative. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, it can feel negative, but there, I believe there is a space in between those two. I don't think it's either negative or honest. Like, I think there's a space that we have to learn to live in and operate in. It's the difference between totally. what is fact and truth and what is a bad attitude or defeated attitude. Like, you know, if someone's constantly like, oh, we can't do it, and oh, this and this, and they're always seeing the bad, you, like, as a, as a boss myself, as an employer, I might be tended to be like, hey, we should maybe get them off the team. Like, I don't think they're in all in. I don't think their heart's in the game. And you know the difference. Absolutely. You do. And yeah. I think we have to define that space as human beings and live more in that space. But you can't deny um, truth. You can't deny what is actually true. And, it, and even if it's negative. And here is the premise I think we live from. No matter how bad it is, um, there's still hope. No matter how bad the truth is, no matter how bad the facts are, you can still come up with a plan. You can, you can always mm-hmm. come up with a plan to be like, okay, so what are we going to do now? Like, where do we go from here? It's this whole thought of, you know, I mean, how many times have we had conversations with people where we'll point out something and they just refuse to believe it? No. No, it doesn't happen. Like, I used to sleepwalk all the time, and you would tell me I sleepwalk. And I'm like, no, I don't. No, you do sleepwalk, Billy. No, I don't. How do you know? You're asleep. You know? <laughs> and, um, so let me ask you this, babe. How do we, if we have a tendency, and all of us do in some areas, some more than others, how do we get honest with ourselves? If we're struggling being honest with ourselves, maybe people listening right now are like, they're spinning things, their own truth. How do we? How and do they we... legitimately believe it now because well, it's been so, to. maybe it's been so many years. Like they can't even see between truth and. You got people lie. living the dream, you got people living the lie. Right. And they've bought into the lie that they created. Um, how do we begin to get honest with ourselves? What are some of the ways that, you know? I mean, practically, you've got to choose, you have to make the choice. And that's part of being honest too. You have to make the choice to put people around you that can, you give them permission to help you see the truth. Okay, so that's a great one. So maybe if we were saying, like, give someone permission to be honest. There has you. to be someone in our life. I mean, honestly, I think there should be more than one. Yeah. There should, you know, obviously, you're, if you're married, your spouse should be that person. But sometimes you don't even listen to your spouse. You're like, you always say that, you always say that. But if there's multiple people saying the same thing, there's something there. Yeah, it's a great question to ask yourself. Like, who has permission in your life to to be honest with you, to tell you the honest truth. And that's, and I think that's, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be careful who that is. Cause some people have an agenda. No one's perfect, but yeah. Who have you allowed in your life to be like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Cause you're not being, and honest it's not yourself. your mom and it's not your dad. Like it, ha- it's like <laughs> the age old problem Sorry, with, Sorry, uh, dad. you know, American idol. Like they all think they can sing. No, they can't. Cause mom has told them forever and always. You have, you the, have the best beautiful voice. voice. You have to have Charlie. people that are outside, probably different than you, but that you respect that you give permission to. You got to give someone permission to tell you the truth. And I think alongside with that was you, you, you just alluded to this. You said, um, um, if you're hearing it from multiple sources. So I would say, take inventory. Are you hearing the same thing from different sources? Because everyone can't be wrong and you be right. 
so the like, I know guy. Now, yeah, I get it if like someone, you know, if you just hear it from one source, but are, are multiple people, multiple sources saying to you like this thing and you, it's a recurring theme in your life. At some point, you have to take inventory and be like, you know what? Like, I, I might not be being honest with myself. Someone's like, hey, man, you, you always talk over people. No, I don't. No, I don't. But then someone else says it or someone else gets offended with you. And like, hey, you start please to stop realize, interrupting me. I mean, you keep, you keep hearing yeah, the yeah. same. <laughs> like you just did that to me. Right. Yeah, but I love when you interrupt me. Interrupt me more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not saying that to you because I think it's cute. But yeah, like if you're hearing it from other places, take inventory, man. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, how can we get honest? I think another one is admitting you might not be right. Hello. This is tough. Yep. Especially for people who've bought into the lie that they, you know, the web that they wove. <laughs> like they created this web of lies and now they've bought into it. Like you, you're going to have to get to a point where you can admit you might not be right. I'm not saying admit you're wrong. I mean, that's tough for people. I think we should learn to admit we're wrong. But start with just admitting that maybe perchance, sir, you might not be right. No one is Huge. right all the time. Um, you know, the I know guy, I'm doing air quotes again, I know guy, the person who knows everything. No it's one like, likes the I know guy. No one by wants the to way. be around the I know guy. The I yeah. know guy knows everything. Um, hey, did you know? Yeah, I already knew that. You tell him something like, yeah, I already knew that. I knew that before you knew that. In fact, I knew that three weeks ago. I know everything. And then you tell a story and they're like, oh, that's a great story. Did I ever tell you when I was riding horses in Arabia? <laughs> you're like, okay, I know guy. Um, I once met a guy who was like in his 20s and he's done everything, literally done everything. And at one point I was literally like, how old are you again, man? He's like 23. I'm like, how did you fit all that in your life? Like, and the truth of it is he's lying. He's bought into this lie of all these things he's done. And he just maybe admit, you know what? You could be wrong. You might be wrong. You might be missing it. You might be blind to it, right? Exactly. I think, you know, this is a, it's a big topic. Like if I'm, am I not being honest with myself? I think moving from there, like kind of like a lesser, but just as important thought is self-awareness. Like that's kind of the social version of being honest with yourself, being self-aware. I kind of, um, when we were getting ready to do this, I wrote down what I think is a great kind of definition for self-awareness. It's the ability to see how your personality or actions affect people in the moment. The ability to see how your actions or personality affect people in the, in moment. the moment. It's yeah. not good enough to be like three weeks later, like, oh, I realized. Like, no, you weren't aware and that's and already you done. still aren't because you realized way too late. Self-awareness is, is a form of being honest. It's not as deep of like you bought into a lie. But it's but the it's, practical side of it. It's the absolutely it's huge. Just even to social skills and interacting well. And like maybe you're struggling out there with all kinds of relationships. It probably has to do with something with um, not being aware. And I don't know if it's my personality, but it is one of the it is one of the most frustrating things to me in the whole world when people are not aware. Not aware of others, not aware of that what they're doing is affecting people. For instance, like we, you could go through examples in society and life till we're blue in the face when you're driving, and the person in front of you is making a turn. Oh God! But they're taking that turn like at the molasses. speed of nothing. Like they just like no, like don't hit the gas pedal, man. By all means, just roll so into it. Meanwhile, there's 15 cars behind you. We're about we're all bumpering into each other and this person's just rolling or that person's driving down the street looking for an address they're in the middle of the road and they're looking for the address and so they're going at the speed of two two miles per hour don't 
Don't bother that there's five cars behind you, man. Serious. And the speed limit's 25. Um, no. And they don't have the wherewithal to pull over to the side to look. No. They just kind of, you can see them. Their heads are on a pivot. They're just going back and forth and they're rolling two miles an hour. And am oh I the guy my God, I'll go who lays on my horn? Yeah. Yes. In fact, I jump out of my car and walk up to them because I can catch <laughs> and them. And bang on their window. And I punch them. <laughs> no, I don't punch them. Or the, or the mom in the grocery store where her cart is so full in the middle of the aisle and oh, she forgot dark chocolate chips that is 10 feet away. So she leaves her cart in the middle of the aisle, leaves her cart to go get the dark chocolate chips, but she can't find it. And while everyone else around her is trying to get by her cart that's in the middle right. of the aisle. Hey, mom. Why? You're not alone. And I'm like, hey, hey, down there, chocolate chip girl, can you move your cart? <laughs> and the thing is, you're love it when you get fired is, up. Is chocolate that chip I feel girl. bad like even like pushing it out of the way, like I, I breaking the law or something. I don't, what is that with us? Yeah. I mean, it's No, I, I will move their car out of the way. I'll push it into the other aisle. How about the dude on the phone in public? Oh, man. Dear Lord, man. Like, can you talk any louder? None of us care about what you're saying. And it makes it worse when they earpiece it up and they're just talking and they're like doing their hands and like, yeah, Bob, so I sold all three like stocks down in off. the gym. Like, why are you even having a conference call while you're in the gym, bro? Like, <laughs> hey, man, open your eyes. Yes. There's other people in the world around you. Um, people who have conversations during a movie. Oh, oh, man, it is my pet peeve. And pet I say peeve. peeve because you say pet pee. But I <laughs> which pet pee, which is like a bodily function, or, biscotti, no. <laughs> or let's just list them all for a minute. No. Okay, yeah, pet peeve <laughs> is like I don't mind if you're talking during like you know the beginning of the movie, you know, in trailers, trailers a little bit. But once the movie starts, man, like conversation over, like it's just so oblivious to the world. I have friends who sometimes try and carry on a conversation with me during a movie, and I literally have to turn into the librarian and be like, shh. <laughs> you know, like we're enough, man. Like there's other oh, people. Oh, it's happened around. multiple times. Um, walking while texting. Ooh, Ooh, I might be guilty of this. You one. are certainly guilty. Okay, of that I know. One. I need to grow head up this, down, yeah. texting, bumping into babies, senior citizens, okay, the disabled, extreme. just crushing them. <laughs> I want to be like, but for um, real, it's a problem. What is it about self awareness? Um, personal hygiene. Oh. You know, bo. You smell like a burrito truck on a hot day. Yo, man. <laughs> Wake up. Bad breath. Like, how can your you not breath smell smells that? like a trash compactor? Hey, man. And if you don't know, someone in your life can say to you, hey, you need some gum. Yeah. Uh, chap lips. They're they're broken, like the Sahara Desert. Um, <laughs> or the stuff in the cracks of the mouth, you know, the yeah, two Saliva buildup. Like, hey, man, are you not aware of that? Um, or the plumber's half moon, you know, when you just pretty much bend over and remove all doubt. Did you hey, call it the plumber's Victoria's half secret moon? is gone. <laughs> what? Honestly, it's self-awareness. So, okay, we're going off on a tangent. We are going off. Okay. Relax, simmer, simmer. Um, how do we? How do we? How do we get more aware? Okay, here's the thing. The crazy thing about blind spots is you don't even know. You don't see them. They're right? blind spots. They're blind spots. So how do you? How can you fix something you can't see? I think about it this way: when I'm driving a car, and you know where the blind spot is in your in your mirror, your side mirror, the only way I can actually see. If but the blind, blind spot's clear, is I have to I have to change my position, right? So I have to lean over. I have to literally move to where I can see that blind spot on my own. And by changing my position, I change my perspective. I think the only way for us to really start to like, how are you going to see blind spots, which you can't see, really is you have good. to change your perspective. You have to change your position. You're gonna have to you have to maneuver. You have to look at it differently so that you can start to see it. So, babe, how do we? How do we get more aware? You know, practically is inviting feedback. 
I think last year I kind of was on a new journey to change my, my perspective and just getting some new voices in my life and, and intentionally asking for feedback from like, from marriage to how my, I, you know, work in my workplace. And it has been incredible. Feedback is like a lifeline to being more self-aware. And I love, that's so good. And I love that you use the word feedback because it's not, it's not synonymous with criticism or nagging. Feedback is constructive, even hard feedback, good feedback. But, and it pretty much goes along with what we said when how do you get honest with yourself? It's like giving people permission to yes. talk. Like you have to give people permission to. to feedback. And I think when it comes to self awareness, it's not just a close confidant. Like feedback from a lot of people. And people who are younger than you, older than you. I was just in a situation, I did something for the first time and this person's years younger than me, but I was just like, hey, I, I kept asking it and they were like, oh, it was great, it was great. But I was like, no, I need, I need honest feedback. What can I make changes with? How can I do better? And finally, I got some really great feedback. So it, you have to really commit to it. So you have to first just get to the place of asking for it and then you got to keep going after it. Yeah, and, and people are like, well, Why? Why? Like I'm happy in my ignorant world. Like I don't. I don't even realize. No, you're not. Again, they're not honest with themselves. No uh, one's happy in their I, ignorant. Yeah, world. That's probably true. They're not being honest. I would say also too, like because because people matter. You know, there's this book I've read it a million times. I don't know if we've even referenced it on this podcast, but anyone who knows me, spending time with me, I've probably brought up this book at some point. It's by Dale Carnegie. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence it's incredible. People. Incredible. And the reason I love this book so much, and it's an old school book. It was written way back in the day. The principles are timeless. Many of them are biblical, but it's not a Christian book by any stretch, but it's just this great book on how to win friends and influence people. It's not about flattery, but the thing I love about it is that it's, it's putting people before yourself. It's like, hey, man, Put, the whole premise of the book, if I were to sum it up, is put yourself in someone else's shoes. See it from their perspective, which to me is the secret to self-awareness, is, is hearing from other people, getting feedback from other people, seeing yourself, seeing it from different angles and not just our limited views. I don't care how, yeah. how traveled you are, how experienced you are, how old you are, how knowledgeable you are, you still have a limited view. I would say that's the, the number one thing that's helped us not fight as much, is even if we disagree, agree to disagree, we get to that point and that place because I'm finally like, okay, I may not agree, but I've just start seeing it from your perspective. It helps me to kind of have a change of perspective. And I, that's huge, huge on even how we get along in int- intense moments is trying to put myself in your shoes. So, I mean, next time someone's like, no, I, no, that's not true. I kind of just like maybe in the back of our heads, maybe you're tempted to be like someone, someone confronts you on something. You're like, nope, not true. Maybe just say to yourself, Stop the bullish. You know what I'm saying, man? Stop. Just knock it off. You can't be right all, all the, the time. Just stop. Like that's BS. That's not true. Maybe you're maybe you're slightly wrong. Or when we're self-aware and we're just kind of like own that stuff. If you I have moments still to this day, you know, I like to be I would like to say that I'm I'm a very self-aware person because I'm probably compulsive about it. But sure I have moments where I like I overlook someone, I overstep them. And I think if we can own that, recognize it, that's good. If we choose to like make excuses for it, that's BS. Total that's BS. That's bullish. Stop doing it. Why? Because no one wants to be around those people. And maybe you're like, I want to live by myself. I want to live on an island forever. That's not true. Stop the BS. <laughs> you're not so being right. honest with yourself. And people matter. And you actually, maybe you're not a social butterfly, but you want people to at least like being around yeah, you. And again, invite 
invite feedback. Invite people in your life to give you feedback on every area. And it is the it's 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 liberating to have those kind of people involved in your life. That's true. It actually frees you up, right? Like it gives you freedom if you allow other people to speak into your life. It's gonna help us just be better people. Life is so much better. Yeah, I agree. So much better. Well, I feel good, man. I feel like we kind of went on a rant. That was fun. It felt good. <laughs> hey, if you're listening and you're like, what is wrong with these people? A lot is wrong right? with us. <laughs> this and- is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So and, help us, God. Uh, maybe we said some things we'll disagree with next week, but I feel good about it right now. Yeah. And, and you know what? Thank you for listening and thank you subs- thank you for subscribing. And we um, really do enjoy having coffee talks with you. That's one of the words you mess up a lot of times too. You say thank you for prescribing. It's I know. It's Which like is Boschetti what you do for like a medication. Pet peeve. So hey, everyone, thank you for prescribing. And, your- <laughs> <laughs> and it's my pet peeve. And thank you for giving me feedback when- on that. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, that's what I'm here for. Thanks for getting rid of those black spots. All right, cheers. cheers. Hey, thank you. See you later. Thanks for listening.